Hey there, welcome to Heart Rate, the podcast where we talk to everyday runners, hear their stories, and learn what moves them. I'm Coach Nick. And I'm Coach Andy. Thanks for stopping by. Hey everyone, welcome to Heart Rate. Um, today we have a very wonderful, uh, magical, unicorn-esque wow. guest. We have Melanie Can, um, one of the head coaches for NYR's group training. Also just a magnificent fucking person um, and one of my good friends. Uh, so thank you for being here, Melanie. How are you? I am great, Nick Nick. I'm so happy to be here. I love that you're doing this. Um, I love that. I love that you have your coaching biz, and you've got this amazing podcast going on. And I'm really excited and flattered and touched uh, to be on with you. As we get started, very very simple. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? And then, uh, in terms of running, do you prefer to run on the trail or on the road? Well, my name is Melanie Can, and um, I, a little bit about myself, I came into running late in life, or what I consider late in life compared to many people that I currently work with. Um, I started running, I, I, I run on roads mainly, I do enjoy trails, but I'm just not that coordinated, nor are they particularly accessible to me, so I definitely prefer yeah. to run, run on roads. Um, I... Became, I became a runner, actually, because I hated the gym. And this is a true story. I, uh, I wouldn't lie to you. Um, <laughs> so I used to be like a, a much larger person. I used mm-hmm. to be about 40 pounds heavier. And when I got engaged in 2005, um, I realized, my gosh, I'm going to be photographed head to toe in all white. Oh, my goodness. That's not a flat <laughs> color. Girl, got to lose some weight. And I thought maybe I'd lose five or 10 pounds. And I ended up losing about 40, which completely changed so much about me, um, losing that many clothing sizes. Um, At the time, I was an actor and a singer, um, which is what I am by trade and how I still in very many ways identify myself, even if I'm not right now. Um, But I, um, I lost a lot of weight with Weight Watchers. And it's, it shocked me. And I, I was working out at the gym, kind of torturing myself on the elliptical, the elliptical, I called it, or the treadmill. Um, And then I realized one day that, like, this whole thing could stop um, if I just break up with the gym and, you know, get this all done with by walking around my block. Yeah. And walking turned to jogging, walking, and that kind of turned into a steady run. And so what I did was I would turn on – Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, the 1992 revival, I think, with Kelly okay. Rapp, my favorite. Um, and when the Mega Mix came on, I would go home. Um, and that's how I started running. And um, one day, my friend Stacy, who was also an actor and a singer, and mm-hmm. she ran marathons, which was something I never even fathomed. Yeah. He uh, said to me one day, you know, there's a, a race this weekend. If you sign up, they'll give you a bagel and a T-shirt. I was like, awesome. Free things. Clothes, food, those are my favorite things. I'm there. <laughs> and so I, it was the Super Bowl, uh, the Gridiron Four Miler. Okay. Um, that in 2007, that was my first ever race. Mm-hmm. 
I fell in love with it immediately. I wore, I didn't have running clothes. I wasn't a runner. I didn't identify as that. I had dance clothes because I was a musical theater kid. So I <laughs> wore two pairs of jazz pants. That's amazing. Musical pants were a thing. So jazz pants. <laughs> like I had a pair of long jazz pants and like short hip hop jazz pants and an old lady parka <laughs> and a scarf. And my husband, I made my husband come with me because I was terrified. Mm -hmm. And I just had such a great time. Um, and so I, I, I came home from that. I signed up for a bunch of other races immediately. <laughs> One of which was a 15K, which I don't know what that meant. I just assumed it meant like five or six miles. <laughs> <laughs> and Stacy was like, oh, my goodness, you signed up to run like nine and change. What do I do? <laughs> She's a genius. She was like, OK, well, go out and listen to Jesus Christ Superstar. That's longer. Mm -hmm. Also, early Andrew Lloyd Webber, the biblical musicals. And um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> and so that's why I ran my first 15K. And then, like, everybody started making fun of me. Like, Mel yeah, Melanie, the great marathoner. And <laughs> I wound up running the Brooklyn Half mm -hmm. that year. And I just kind of became a runner. And, you know, I was getting so much crap for being a runner because no, I was the last person on earth the last person on earth that anybody would ever expect to be this running person. Yeah. I said, you know what? Screw you all. If you were going to give me crap for doing a marathon, I might as well just do the thing. And Good so I, this, so I did. So I ran the Philly marathon that year, um, 2007 also. And you know, I just kind of never looked back. I remember I ran that race to, this is the weirdest thing in the world to listen to when running <laughs> the last five years. Okay. Which is like pretty angsty and emotional for a marathon. Like, <laughs> I mean, but a, a marathon can be angsty and, and emotional. Indeed. Um, yeah. So anyway, long story longer. I I'm a road runner through and through. Um, I'm from uh, Westchester, from you know New York, born and bred. I have been a New York City resident since 1996. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been living in Queens since 2002, and yeah. So you already sort of got into my, my, my next question, which was going to be what drew you to distance running, but that was sort of encapsulated in just sort of you started running and people giving you shit, and, yeah. you, and you just sort of kept running longer and longer. I mean, exactly. You know what? Like, listen, I'm an actor through and through, mm -hmm. and I studied improv, so I, yes, and did the hell out of it. <laughs> so, you know, I became this running person. And, you know, I don't think I'll ever win. That's not true. I have won some races, which is just bizarre. But I, I am not somebody who is going to be in the top percentile of, mm -hmm. of races. You know, I'm, I always identify myself. Uh, at work, especially with my colleagues who are incredible humans, I call myself the champion of the middle of the pack mm -hmm. um, because that's who I am, and that's kind of where I want to be anyway. Um, yeah, so I, I, I was drawn to it by people giving me crap about it, <laughs> and you know, I sometimes I just ended up running long by necessity. There's one particular run I remember. I live in Sunnyside, and I remember running past Jackson Heights, which mm -hmm. is two further out in Queens and okay. you know I didn't bring anything with me <laughs> and I realized oh my god I have to get home now and 
you know, yeah. I turned around and went home. I was like, oh, I guess I'm doing a six miler today, which at the time was a long run. Um, stuff like that, you know. So I, I made enough, I took enough <laughs> wrong turns and forgot enough <laughs> Metro cards and cash that I just needed to be a, a long distance runner because I had to get home. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's not the worst reason to become a runner. I mean, you know, it's faster than walking, right? That's true. Beats the MPA. <laughs> that is sad but true. It's, it is true. It's so sad but true. Um, well, now that you, you have run several distances, yeah. including marathons. Yes, I, I'm getting ready to run my 22nd marathon uh, on Sunday. Oh, God, that's soon, isn't it? Yeah. Jersey, right? Yeah, Jersey. You're going to be fine now. It's going to be good. I'm, I'm really excited about it, actually. Good. It's going to be awesome. Um, do you, do you have a preferred distance? Um, you know, I used to say that it's just not worth messing up my hair for anything less than four miles. Sure. <laughs> I mean, when you've got hair like this, like it's in a ponytail now, but, uh, you gotta kind of play that. Um, I think that my preferred distance actually like to race yeah. is, uh, the 10 mile. How come? Uh, I actually, I love that distance. I think that, you know, you can't pick up the phone and dial it in if you want to do well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's a lot of endurance there. I, I've i never been a throwdown speed demon. 5Ks are my worst nightmare. Um, but they do require some leg speed, which I have enough, you know, right. to do like that. Um, I, just, I just I find 10 milers, like, I just think it's the perfect distance. You know, it's double digits, so you, mm -hmm. you feel like you really earned your brunch and your beers. But, right. um, you know, it, it's... Yeah, I sometimes I think half marathons can go on for too long, although I do love the half marathon. Um, I love that you can recover from them reasonably quickly. True. Um, yeah, I just, you know, you can count them on two hands, the miles. Um, <laughs> you don't necessarily need to worry about gels and all that stuff for 10 miles. That's true. Um, I just, I just, I just think it's a very, I think it's hard. Oh, it is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, you know, you can pick up the phone and dial in some of the, other distances, but I think that the 10 miler, you really can't. So I love that. Um, yes, there, we don't see enough of them either. So they're kind of rare. So I, I like are. to do. Do you, yeah. do you, do you, do you have a favorite 10 mile race? Um, I have a couple that I love. Yeah. I, um, well, first of all, I, I did the broad street run last yeah, how was year. That? It was so much fun. And I, I really wish that I had chosen just to throw down and race the hell out of it because I was running. I, I actually like did legitimately well without really trying. Mm -hmm. So, oh my God, what if I tried? Which right. is kind of a recurring theme with me and especially with running sometimes. Um, I think we're all stronger than we think. Um, <coughs> it's about showing up for yourself and trying. Yeah. But at the time I just didn't know what I had behind me. So I did it kind of like a, as a workout. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that one. I think Cherry Blossom in D.C. is a is a great run. I just love running in Washington, D.C. in general. Yeah, that's a fun um, race. It's gorgeous. And it's one of the, the few races that, that lets you transfer bibs. Yes. Which is really nice. Yeah, it is really nice. Um, especially because I believe that one is done by a drawing, too, to get it. Not everybody just gets into it. you got to get picked. Yeah, it, it, it's a lottery. Uh, the, year I, the year that... Uh, I did it. Terry got in through the lottery. I did not, um, but they are very organized with, with being able to to sell slash transfer bibs, 
and I found someone who couldn't do it and got their bid. Yeah, it's pretty simple, and yeah. it's I love that. Um, and I used to love they don't do it anymore, but Jack Rabbit used to do the Battle of Brooklyn. Oh, I love that race. Right? Yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah, um, I, I love I love a loop course. Oh, um, you know I, I, I do. Run, yeah, I, did, I can run in circles all day, and I have. <laughs> <laughs> like the 60k it's one of my favorite things oh me too um, but um i i love i like a hilly course yeah personally um so i just loved that race i think that might be my 10 mile pr even like and it's like oh it was always like at the end of august like the worst day to be running but i loved it i loved it so much oh same yeah i i i was a big, a big fan of it the the uh cherry tree which is in february is the same mm -hmm. course Yes. Um, it was also a, a fun race. Um, so for for other people who have maybe not run the ten mile distance or, or, or half marathons, um, if they wanted to, what is some uh, advice that you might give them as they sort of prep to to run that distance for the first time? Um, if they're if they're running that distance for the first time, first of all good for you you're amazing for wanting to embark on that um and i'm going to reiterate that you are capable and of more than you think and you're stronger than you know mm -hmm. um but my advice would be um get those long runs in the long runs are going to be the cornerstone of your training always um so make sure for an endurance event like that you get those long runs in um you can train up to 10 miles. You can even, if you're literally looking to go for time, I would train upwards of it, maybe to 12 miles or so, even mm -hmm. 13, um, if you're training for the 10 miler. Um, I would say that tempo runs are gonna be your bread and butter um, versus intervals. I just think that for, I mean, for shorter distances as well, if you can say, but for sure, for half marathons and the 10 mile distance, I think tempo runs are great, especially because that's really the effort level that you're going to be looking to start your race at is at that right. people go effort. So I think that for those distances in particular, I think the tempo run is key, mm -hmm. um, but patience too, you know, it's not all going to happen all at once. Um, and so my advice for any new runner looking to build up to that distance would be build it gradually. Um, you know, I always say consist consistency beats intensity. Yeah. So you consistent if you consistently build small increments, taking it down every third week or so, and then building back up further than that, and then taking it down that third week again, I think you'll be setting yourself up really well and safely. That's great advice. Thanks, Coach Nick. <laughs> but speaking of uh, advice, what? <clears throat> so for again, for people who do not know who. Melanie is you do now, um, <laughs> but also I met Melanie largely because I became a coach. Um, I, I I knew her before then, but really got to know her and become friends with her once I started coaching for Roadrunners, um, which at this point was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. Really, if, if for no other reason than to work with Melanie and get to know her. Um, I mean, I would not leave Brooklyn for just anybody. And not only do I leave Brooklyn, but I go out to Queens, which is very far from me. It's so far for you, Nick Nick, and we're so happy to but, have you. And also so worth it because I get Melanie and I get Banu and I get Harper and Maraid and everyone else who comes out there. And they are such great people. 
Um, but speaking of coaching, what what sort of brought you to not transition isn't the right word because you're obviously yeah. still a runner, but to, yeah. to, to go from, from being just a runner to, to coaching. So I love this. And I was just talking about this today with somebody. So I was a lone runner for a mm. long time, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me because my favorite thing about the running scene is the running community. And I didn't have that. So I became a runner kind of on my own. Mm-hmm. I, ventured I it took me a couple of years before I ventured north into Queens and discovered a story of because <laughs> I was just running around my neighborhood like I said listening to show tunes um so I joined a team and like I was like wow these people are all running around the track together that's really cool so I joined Hellgate Roadrunners which is kind of like the resident team in mm-hmm. Astoria and for a long time I think they were one of the only running teams in western Queens now there are several right. more um, but at the time they were really the only game in town for me. And so so running with them, great people. And I kind of learned what it was like to have a coach, yeah. have teammates around me. So I was kind of hooked into that already, but I'd al- always kind of written my own training plans. <laughs> like I would just like buy books and consume them and yeah. study them. That's how I did a lot of my learning. Um, so one day, well, one year really, I did a, it was a particularly good year. It was 2012, and mm-hmm. I was really learning a lot about running. And actually, like, it might have been the fastest I ever was in my life mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of that year. But um, what drew me to be a, be a coach was I met a good friend of mine um, doing a Ragnar type of race. Mm-hmm. It was the Green Mountain Relay. It's another 200-mile relay yeah. through the state of Vermont, um, you know, in a van, that whole thing. Right. One of my teammates um, – wanted to he, he wanted to take me under his wing and coach me because I had never really been coached before mm-hmm. by an individual. This is amazing. Okay, great. One problem is that, you know, he is like a two fifty or so marathoner. I'm like a three fifty or so marathoner, right? So and he knew enough to guide himself, but mm-hmm. he actually was not a coach. Yeah. Like a legitimate right. he, he knows his stuff, but he's not an experienced coach with people like me. Right. Uh, and so I was following the plan that he wrote for me. And, and while he's brilliant, he's a very talented runner. and He does know his stuff. We both kind of missed out on the fact that, you know, his 60-mile weeks, his midweek 10-miler at his speed is one thing. But to me, it's a lot more time on his feet. So yeah. um, it was not appropriate for me to be following that plan. Um, so this was for the Marine Corps Marathon in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm oh, so sorry, 2000, I got mixed up, 2014, um, a couple of years later. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps Marathon 2014. He was training me for, mm-hmm. um, and I just, you know, I had a hamstring issue that was bugging me, and it wasn't quite going away, and I just kind of ignored it because I'd always had a tight spot there. Showed up at the race completely overtrained, hurting, tired, mm. angry, thirsty, you name it, all the signs that I didn't know to look for yet. Yeah. Overtraining. Ran the race angry, um, which is really unfortunate because, like I said, D.C. is my favorite running city, and that is actually one of my favorite races. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Marine Corps marathon, and I just, I mean, it was just bad. Um, and then I, I didn't know better, and I wanted a redemption run, and so I signed up for Philly, which is about a month or so later. Right. I was just going to run it for a fun run with my friends, but I ignored the fact that my hamstring wasn't coming back and bouncing back like it normally did, and Anyway, I, I wound up after that race 
going to see a doctor because like this isn't right. Like I usually recover by now and yeah. I wound up having an MRI. Um, <laughs> whoops. I tore my hamstring. Um, didn't Oof. know it. Yeah. You know, I guess I have a high threshold for pain. Uh, my PT said, you know, you've probably been running on this for a while, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I decided at that point um, that I wasn't going to let that happen to anybody else ever again. Like, these were silly training mistakes. Had I known, I wouldn't have done it. Right. That's when I decided to get uh, certified from RCA in coaching, and I kind of wanted to guide people. And around that same time, I had already been working at Jackrabbit mm-hmm. uh, on the floor as a shoe uh, person. And I just love being nerdy about all that stuff. Um, and once I got certified, I really kind of, you know, I kind of, I mean, thinking about it now, I was kind of cocky about it. But <laughs> at the time, who knew? I started emailing uh, the head of their training program, whose name's Doug, a wonderful guy. Yep. Hey, Doug, you don't know me, but I know you. You need me. To <laughs> this is why. Like, who would have So anyway, he ignored my email. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I'll show him. So I got uh, the manager of my store. I I had worked in the Brooklyn store and transferred to the Upper East Side store. Manager of my store, the former manager of the Brooklyn store, uh, and also Banu, one of our (laughs) stores, and somebody else, all to email him. (laughs) And so he finally called me up. He's like, okay. Either you're awesome or you're crazy. Because <laughs> all of these or people both. reach out or all the above. And <laughs> all these people reach out to me at once, so I need to meet you. I'm like, yeah, you do, actually. So <laughs> I met with him, and he was like, you know, you don't have any experience with groups. So I think you're great, but I want to put you in as an assistant coach. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I think you're wrong. <laughs> like, but great. Like, use me where you want. Meanwhile, uh, that, that was Jackrabbit. Meanwhile, at the same time, I had gotten a text from Steve Mira, our mutual mm-hmm. worker whom I adore. We were also friends from Jackrabbit Brooklyn. He, was, he had been working for Roadrunners in the offices part-time right. at that stage of the game. Text me out of the blue, hey, do you want to coach for NYR? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Great. So I was in. And then I found out that about a couple weeks later, somebody had bailed on the half marathon program for Jackrabbit. Mm-hmm. And so Doug called me up. I was like, so I've got a position for you. So I went from zero coaching experience to coaching for Roadrunners and heading up Jackrabbit's half marathon program at the same time, um, which is amazing. And I would have it no other way. Um, and I learned a lot. I learned a ton. Oh, um, I'm sure you did. Yeah. Um, and I just was lucky to be surrounded by great runners and great co-coaches. Um, I had also, um, just backtracking a little bit, I was, um, I said, I had mentioned I lost a lot of weight with Weight Watchers. After I'd lost weight, I actually worked for them mm-hmm. as a leader, a group leader for about nine years. Um, and I was kind of like the unofficial go-to person for anybody who lost weight and started running through yeah. them. So also unofficially coaching a lot of people through them, wow. uh, which has helped me learn a lot about group dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think has served well in running coaching. So it all just yep. kind of came together serendipitously in early 2016. <laughs> and that's just kind of how it started. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, that's how it happened. That's so another amazing. Fun story. When I got certified, uh, I quit my Weight Watchers job. I took a couple weeks, went on a few auditions because I was still acting and singing, mm-hmm. booked a summer stock gig, um, 
And I also booked my RRCA certification class in Des Moines. So I went straight from RRCA to rehearsal the next day. <laughs> uh, learned a show. And then once we were in tech and like once our run started, that's mm-hmm. when I actually took the test and got certified. Okay. So, yeah. That's kind of a wacky story. Very wacky. Sort of amazing. Um, I I also know dogs. I had a, a brief stint at Jackrabbit. Um and I, I actually knew Doug before, well before I started coaching, because um, the store at Union Square used to do uh, these Tuesday and Thursday night runs mm-hmm. that were sort of that at one point were officially led by by like Jack Rabbit staff, and then later were unofficially led by uh, Alex Salazar, who who's a friend of mine. Um, but then when he stopped doing them, I sort of took them over. And like Doug knew who I was, and would randomly talk to me, and he's like, "Oh, you you have people who show up." I'm like, "Yeah, I sort of randomly make a route to my head, and they just follow." And he's like, well, "That's great." And, and then like he he asked me if I wanted to be an assistant coach, and I was like, "Sure, that sounds like fun." And so I I, I helped out with with one of the like beginner half marathon programs and one of the like beginner runner programs, which was an experience I will never forget. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I got certified like six months later. Um, and then yes, Steve, I think sent that same text to me and I was like, sure, I'm not doing anything else. Why not? <laughs> I mean, it's amazing how, and it was one of my favorite things I think about life and, um, just about, just, just about how, how things unfold. It's, you can never do wrong by following your curiosity, Yeah. you know, and just like, Hey, I'm, I've always wanted to know more about this. What if I did this class? Huh? What if I reached out to this person? Huh? You know, it, I feel like you, you can never do wrong by that. And it's amazing how, where it leads. And, you know, for us, this, this wacky hobby of ours has turned into a profession. Oh yeah. Um, which um... is crazy. Very crazy. I, for sure, like 10, 10 years ago, Nick would have never thought that I one would be a runner to begin with. Mm-hmm. But then, for sure, I never would have envisioned being a coach and having this like random certification that I, you know, was like, I want to do this and I will give someone some money and I will go to a class and I hate being in class. But I will go to a class because I want to do this thing. Um, and a thousand percent would have been like, you're on drugs if you think you're ever going to open your own online coaching business. Never saw that coming. Let alone podcasting. Cause, you know, as, as you know, I'm probably among the quietest humans who exist. Um, unless I'm in a cat outfit or I'm, I'm working with someone you about you nick nick is you're you're a quiet human but you have so much to say <laughs> and that's my favorite kind of quiet human you know what i mean i, I yes um i i think terry ha- has described me as um i'm i'm I, i'm not just like the random like quiet person in the corner who has, who says nothing to anybody like i'm i'm quiet un- until i'm comfortable um and then i i kind of won't stop talking which is not always the best thing um, <laughs> I love it, Nick Nick. Um, 
if anything, I, I, my, my hope was that I'm, I'm better at listening than maybe I, I, I am at talking. Um, but that is valuable as a coach that I get to hear these people's stories, which also clearly inspired this whole podcast to even be born. Yeah, definitely. And everybody has a story, you know, and it's, uh, yes. I, uh, you know, I never had the guts to sign up for a class for a running class or for a running group when I first started. Um, I really, I mean, I don't know if the industry was quite as big, but even still, I don't think I would have. Yeah. Um, and so I hugely admire the runners who show up, especially the brand new ones. Oh, totally. Like, Yo, I, I don't know how to run it. Like teach me. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have those, that, that type of, gumption those guts i just i literally started walking and jogging around my block because i didn't know anything and didn't know to ask yes yeah, um, and i was a little intimidated by groups of runners you know and i i it, it, i always have so much I, I mean obviously it's a lot of respect but it's, it's almost like i'm in awe of these people it's good for you. you do you know how far ahead of the game you are just by knowing to sign up for this because we're going to get you where you want to go yeah you know, you know, it's not going to be easy and you're not always going to like it, but you're going to be glad you did it. Yes. Um, but like, I don't think I would have, or I, I, I know I didn't when I was first getting started. I mean, I, I signed up for the old group training under Bob. Yeah. Um, and I went to four classes for reasons that I will leave unsaid. I stopped attending. Um, but I, I agree with you a hundred percent had group training existed as it does now back then i would have been way too intimidated to go particularly in central park yeah um that group is humongous and it's humongous in the best of ways they are a fantastic group of people uh and incredibly supportive of of everyone who goes but like that's a large group and that would have been too scary for me at least at, at that time to be comfortable going there um, but they all go and they all, they all love it. And yeah. I love that they do. Yeah. And I, well, one thing I love about our group training is that, um, you know, we have something for everyone. So mm-hmm. if you, if the behemoth central park, isn't your thing, that's cool. Like you, there are other yeah. smaller offerings that might be your thing or, there's something for everybody which i really love about it um and if that's not even your thing you know we offer one-to-one personal coaching which is really great yeah that's a great Um, option to have yeah and it's you know and if you don't want to do that then you can do the virtual stuff Mm -hmm. virtual trainer um if you want to do something like that and still have like a connection to a coach i feel like these options didn't exist when i first started running um and again like I, i don't know if i would have reached out for them and now i'm like pick us pick us we love you <laughs> I, I i mostly say pick group training but if you want virtual maybe come to me but that's my that's own <laughs> obviously but, but the fact that these virtual options exist it, yes like like I, I i i think you're right in that you know they're 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 not old they're fairly newish in like the, the running game like the the idea of doing that yeah um and Virtual trainer, I imagine, was probably one of the bigger ones to first come out, um, and you know, led by Coach John, who 
knows his stuff. Not, not that other people don't, but like he, he between his own running experience and his experience through, I'll mention that as a former leader of November Project, you know, he knows and has worked with a large variety of people. Um, and that knowledge is instrumental in being able to design an algorithm and a plan that works for a, for everyone. It's kind of, it's, it's it, the the VT machine. It's it's pretty remarkable how smart yeah. it is. But but I I, I like the people. I like the people. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um. So here's an easy question. Maybe, maybe not. Too, uh, it, it, it goes back and forth. Okay. Um, tell us about one of the the best runs you've ever been on, and one of the worst. Oh, okay. Well, one of the worst. I'll start there. <laughs> uh, so it was actually just because it's so fresh in my mind. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um. I was doing my last long run for this marathon mm-hmm. this weekend. And, you know, I try not to take it for granted that I've done these things before. Right. You know, you still have to respect the distance. Always. You still have to respect the training. You know, the human body is an incredible thing and it will serve you well if you're good to it. But mm-hmm. if you take it for granted, it, it will pay you back. Yeah. Um, so... I've had a bizarro spring um, where, like, it was, it's lit- it was literally the whole circle of life with an NYR marquee event right in the middle in terms of, like, births, birthdays, deaths, weddings, like, so much that happened. Yeah. I had to get my peak long run in, right? So I was doing my last long run, which wound up only being 19 miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually will get up to 20 or 21, okay. but... Um, I needed to sleep in because I had a little bit of a hangover because <laughs> um, I'd gone out for birthday drinks the night before mm-hmm. and it was three weeks. Well, yeah, almost three weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. It was like one of the first really warm days we've had. Yeah. And I had to sleep in because like I said, I had been out the night before and it was now or never. Like I had to get that run in um, on Saturday. So didn't trust myself to go too far from home. Fair. <laughs> so from my house here in Queens, uh, in it's Sunnyside Woodside border on 51st Street. Now everyone knows where I live. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, down a big hill to Queensboro Plaza, over the 59th Street Bridge into Manhattan, mm-hmm. and then back again, which is the bridge, and then up a mile-long hill back to my house. Right. That's like basically a 10k out and back. Okay. So I decided to do three sets of that. Oh. A little extra. So it's literally, this is literally knick-knick. I don't know if I could draw a harder <laughs> I mean, that sounds that. sort of miserable. It was, it was on a warm day with a hangover. That's um, perfect conditions. Actually, yeah, there are choices. I actually wound up picking it up in the last 5K. <laughs> in the last, in miles, what was it, 16, 17, and 18, I picked up the pace. Mm-hmm. I got stuck at a traffic light. Oh. And then I thought it might, I started getting a little dizzy, so I jogged the last mile home. Oh, Melmy. Enough is enough. Oh, Melmy. Do as I say, not as I do. But I got that run in, and that is definitely, like, one of the top five worst. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that, that sounds 
unpleasant to say the least. Um, it was, it was, you know what though? Like it gave me confidence for that. For yeah, so. you, you got through that. Yeah. You do that. You do anything. I mean, Jersey's a lot easier than that is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, one of the best runs. Um, I'm very lucky. I've had a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the worst ones are good in their way. So, yeah. um, one of my best runs was, I think it was hurricane. Irene, maybe? Eileen? Irene? Irene, was, I think, is what it was. Yeah, it was yeah. end of August. Mm-hmm. It was a day or so. It was like around my birthday, a day or two before my birthday, I think, end of August, a couple of years ago, 2011, maybe? More than a couple. Um, 2012, maybe? It might have been 2012. Yeah, that was the year of the hurricane. It must yeah. Have been anyway, my friend Danny and I, <laughs> like, a hurricane's coming. we got to get our run in. <laughs> of course. And like we went out and we were out like he lived, he used to live in Long Island City mm-hmm. and I had to do a long run and he'd do a long but not as long run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I so I ran down to him in Long Island City. We ran around some cemetery around there. It's a good sign. Went up the waterfront because that's not <laughs> when a hurricane's coming. <laughs> up to Astoria Park and like down again. Um and like it was the freakiest run. I can <laughs> like, imagine. The clouds were going crazy, and it was windy, but not windy enough. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a hurricane coming, but like that was even freakier. And I think that the tide was actually low. Like okay. it was like pulled out before it went up. <laughs> that was one of my favorite runs, though, because there's nothing more badass than be like, "Yeah, screw you, Mother Nature." Like, <laughs> Kids don't do this at home, um, <laughs> but that 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 one sticks out of my mind. In my mind, is a favorite. That's a good um, one. Yeah, I. Um, there are a couple. I, you know, I, I used to travel a lot mm-hmm. with various theater things, and I did some beautiful runs on the Appalachian Trail mm-hmm. um, in Boiling Springs, Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania, where yeah. it kind of through there. I was at a theater there. Um, did some great runs there. Um, I. It was just recently in San Diego, and I won't shut up about moving there now, <laughs> which we're not going to do. But I, I, my husband's like, oh, you know, it's 50 degrees out. Oh, it's 70 in San Diego. <laughs> you know? um, that was – so I had some great runs out there. Um, what else? There's a lot of uh, – there have been a lot of good ones. It's tough to, to pinpoint. Yeah, yeah, of course. The um, hurricane is pretty special. I mean, that, that sounds pretty special. Um, all right. What, what do you get out of running? Um, and what do you find challenging about it? What do I get out of, what do I get out of it? God, I mean, I get, I mean, right now I get my friends, my, I mean, my whole social life right now really is around (laughs) running. Um, I get, you know, joy empowerment and I think I think that running is one of the first things that taught me that like you know you're not necessarily who people think you are you're you're better than this you're not better you're bigger than this I should yeah. say um you can do hard things um it teaches you a lot of lessons I think yeah um it also gives you time to think um I need to start carrying notebooks around with me on runs because I always have the best ideas um so I actually, I actually started uh, using my voice recorder app if I had oh. like a 
major thought and it's yeah. just like a memo to myself. It's a great idea. Uh, yeah. Um, although I just hate running with my phone, so that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what's hard about it? Is that what the other question was? What's hard about it? What do you find challenging about it? What is challenging about it? Well, it's hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I find the showering thing really challenging. <laughs> um, anyone who knows me well knows that like I don't quite shower as much as I should. <laughs> if I do shower, like you know, the hair isn't necessarily great. Um, although I have perfected the art of showering without getting my face wet. That's amazing. It is kind of amazing. It, <laughs> I come on, like makeup, like the eyeliner, you can. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think logistics are challenging about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for me right now, what's challenging is, you know, I just turned 40. Um, and I've been very lucky that, you know, I've, I've had some injuries, but I've overcome them well. I've, yeah. I, I have a huge history of injuries so managing it and staying healthy mm-hmm. um, I think that's challenging um, I think that you know working it into your life in a way that doesn't alienate people in your life who aren't runners yeah can be challenging uh, my family still doesn't quite get it I think it's easier for them to get now that they see that it's at, it's literally my job right right, right. <laughs> yeah it makes it a little easier uh, but uh, they are it might they really were anti-running for a long time. They thought that it was, I was messing up my body. You're messing up your knees, which is oh, like, why? Yeah. Why um, they thought that I was unhealthy. Like I had an unhealthy relationship with exercise, which right. is like, oh, it's called training for a marathon. It's right. Like I could, you know, so um, I think that the hardest part of running is getting out the door. Yeah. Um, because once you're out, like, yeah, the first half mile is going to happen. It's never great. But then after that, you're good to go, I think. Yeah. And that, that's, that's something I've, I've, I've heard from other people is that's one, it's one of the hardest things is just getting up and getting out of that door. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're usually okay. Yeah. Usually. Um, usually. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some days where even then you're just like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. I mean, there are days I've, I've gone out and like made it five blocks. But you know, you know what? I just don't, I don't want to. Like, yeah. I'm going to go. Right. And that's fine, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's perfectly okay. Yeah. Um so uh this this first season, I did not know Pockets had seasons until uh I started to listen to them myself, uh and then make this one. Um but this whole first season is focused on female runners. Yeah, it is. Your stories are just as important um and should be heard. I hope that um yeah, I, I agree. I hope that stories are heard and I thought I hope the right stories are heard yeah. you know so that it's not another awful incident mm-hmm. or you know another tragedy or I, in the case of you know in, in the pro world um you know talking about women's bodies and body image and yes. um and stuff like that like that's not the conversation we need to be having right now right. um but Shalane was particularly good about that during the Boston Marathon absolutely and she's like, nope, actually, her body, her weight's not important, mm-hmm. you know, and she t- redirected the conversation. Good for you, Shalane, you know, yeah. uh, but I agree. I hope hopefully that, you know, and there are incredible male runners out there, too. There's just incredible runners out there. And yes, I hope that one day we get so we all are, are so knowledgeable and enlightened and aware of each other that it's not even about men and women. It's just about us, yes. the runners in our community, you know, yeah, runners are doers, you know, and that that's yeah. the good 
So if anybody's going to go after making the world a better place, it would be runners. I don't think so. Um, So I probably rambled far too much uh, because I I do that sometimes. Sorry. No, you're perfect, Nick Nick. Thanks, Mel Mel. Um, (laughs) You've sort of talked about this already, um, but in general, how has running impacted your own relationships with other people? Um, you know, so people think I'm weird who aren't runners. I don't understand that. <laughs> I think you're fantastic. Yeah, I think we're, I think you're fantastic. <laughs> um, you know, people, I, I always have to have a filter. I, I have a number of filters on at any given <laughs> point in time. Like there's the, the show tune filter, like everything's filtered through a Broadway filter. Mm-hmm. That's a fun. Um, I've got my, you know, four letter word filter. <laughs> I and I have my running filter too, uh, when I'm around non-runners and it's like, you know, you can't really walk into like a group, a, a group of regular people and be like, ah, you know, I, that run sucked. Like, oh, it's only, I only got 10 miles in. I was supposed to do 16. Right. right. People are like, Ooh. like, what does that mean? <laughs> people, you know, or just like, I'm going to get up and run before we do this, this and that right. in the morning. People are like why would you do that? Yeah. You know, and you know, even just talking about it, people will ask you a question, but they don't actually want to hear the answer. Do you yeah. ever have this conversation? Oh, people? Oh yeah. Yeah. And they don't want to know. Like they're just asking for, to be nice, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then you start to explain it and then their eyes glaze over, <laughs> you know, it's it, like that in terms of how it affects my relationship with other people. It's just like, it's a, it's another thing I either need to like not talk about or, be prepared to heavily explain. Right. <laughs> um, my family is not the most active, although they're, they're avid golfers. But mm-hmm. uh, my sister, she ran a few races at one point in her life. She was kind of athletic, but she blew out both knees and is not really into it. Yeah. But yeah, she goes to the gym and does what she can, but she's yeah. not an avid, you know, exerciser because mm-hmm. she kind of can't. Yeah, my dad plays golf, and he he ran a little bit when I was way younger, but you know he's he can't really now. His heart stuff. Mm-hmm. And my mother is uh, not an exerciser at all, um, and they don't understand always. Yeah, you know they, they get annoyed, and there's a there's a holiday five k uh, where they live in Georgia that I used to always want to run every year and it's like, yeah, but Christmas Eve, don't you want to go shopping all this stuff? It's like, well, I want to do the 5k. Why can't I do both? And they'll come up with a million reasons why I can't do both. When in actuality, they wouldn't have even been awake yet. You know? Um, so in terms of that, I I think getting people to understand it. Yeah. Um, and not sound like a jerk talking about it. (laughs) That's always a challenge. Yeah. I, I, I try to explain what it is that I do. Like I, I work for the, I, I have to, because outside of New York, the New York City running community, no one necessarily knows what NYRR stands for, or New York Road right, Runners. Right. That. I always have to say, I work for the company that puts on the New York City Marathon. Mm-hmm. I help run the training programs for that, and yeah. that kind of sums it up, because otherwise people don't really understand. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, but, a little bit. It's yeah. kind of fun, though. Like, I kind of like freaking people out, so you look at people's <laughs> faces. You know, I mean, always that's yeah. half the fun of my day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's a very easy 
softball question. Um, not really related to running. Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, or The Hunger Games? What about them? You, which one of those three would you pick? Oh, I mean, I have a cat named Gandalf. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Lord of the Rings. Okay. I mean, 100%. I, I figured that that would be your your answer. Um, Do people actually pick Hunger Games? No one has picked Hunger Games so far. I mean, I feel like that that would be the worst thing to like. To, <laughs> I mean, I think it's excellent. Don't get me wrong. Like, I loved the books. I love the movies. But like, ah, like I, if I'm gonna get lost in a world, like uh, let me get lost in Middle Earth. You know. But although, like, I do love me some Harry Potter very much. So. Um, but 100% Lord of the Rings. Okay. That, that again. That, that that that's what I thought you would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So far, most people have picked Harry Potter. No one has picked The Hunger Games, and I think one other person has picked Lord of the Rings. All right. Um. Yeah. So Coach Andy, uh, he is essentially a wizard. Um. Yeah. Like, you know, you you saw him at my wedding. Yes. You know. Uh, he, he, he was well-groomed that day, but other days he like legit could pull up being a wizard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, that's why that, that one's in there. Harry Potter is, I mean, I'm a big fan of magic, so. Yeah. I, I do love Harry Potter. But... Yeah. I mean, I, I mean... also love Lord of, of, of the, the Rings as well. Um, but I think, I mean, Terry and I have a, have an annual tradition of watching Harry Potter uh, around the holidays every year, so that one tends to win out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. get it. I get it. Yeah. It's fair. It's fair. Um, I get it. Well, those are all of my questions for you, Melanie. Okay. I hope that you have enjoyed yourself. I have. I've myself, I've enjoyed myself very much, Nick Nick. Hey, everyone. Thanks for uh, stopping by today's episode. I know we had sort of an uh, abrupt ending there. Uh <laughs> But as, as happens sometimes, oftentimes, uh, when Coach Mel and I are, are chatting away, uh, we, we get a little uh, distracted. Um, so that seemed like the, the safest way to, to end our uh, a podcast for, for that one. Um, but thank you guys for, for joining in. We hope you uh, enjoyed hearing Melanie's stories uh, and her start. Um, she is uh, one of my favorite, favorite people. So um, I really hope you guys liked it. Uh, and please join us next time. Thanks for stopping by.